Hello. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, uh, Sister Allison. Uh, we are going to continue in prayer. As we do uh, that, I'll be uh, sharing one or two points and ask the Lord to help us understand the season we are in. And uh, so let us pray. Father, we thank you for you are our Redeemer. Whenever man has a need, you come in for intervention. And this is the testimony that we have had. And we have seen you at work. We have seen you, Lord, reigning, especially in the season where there is not enough. You are the God of more than enough. So we give you praise for this morning. We ask that your presence will supernaturally engulf all your children that are trusting you to move to higher realms. We are trusting that you that can move mountains will also move the hearts of many in this season to come closer to yourself. The Lord, we align ourselves to you and your will in the name of Jesus. Sanctify us, consecrate us, renew us. Some trust in chariots, others trust uh, in, in money, others in, in, in connections, but we will trust in the Lord. Come Holy Spirit and speak to us with a voice that even a baby can hear the outworking of the Holy Spirit. And let your presence, Lord God Almighty, manifest in this season. I pray that you will speak with a voice that is so clear to teach us the way of intervention, that Lord God Almighty, we will not turn to the left or to the right in a season like this, that will focus to look to you, that our faith may not fail, that our faith may not rest on the human mind, on the things of men, but that our faith may rest on the power of the Holy Spirit. We honor you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name in Jesus. Let's go back to our scripture for today of Second Kings uh, chapter, chapter 4. And if you have your Bible, it will be very important for us to, uh, go, for you to go there. Um, this is the context of... Uh, the wife of a member of the company of prophets who cried to Elisha. And uh, one of the things that I want to bring out in this season is the issue of prayer. Is the issue of prayer. First of all, uh, we, are, we are looking at a very sensitive and very important uh, topic. We call it supernatural shift. Now, whenever God wants to intervene, above the natural, he comes in a supernatural way. God's ways of intervention is multi-dimensional. God can intervene in the ways that you know. Maybe if you are sick, God can heal you. You can go to the hospital and you can be healed. If you have a problem, uh, you know, maybe with... Uh, uh, another thing, God can use uh, people and intervene in your situation. But there are times God uses supernatural ways to intervene. There are times God has to use a way which is beyond the natural in order to intervene. And this is 
the context out of which uh, this this um, this this story uh, arises. And the Bible says that that the, the, the lady when she came to Elisha, she put her situation before Elisha. You know, and 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 she made her case before Elisha. And when she put her case, it was very clear that two things stood out. The first thing is that the servant who was her husband was dead. So there was no hope at all. There was a situation of hopelessness. He was dead. And then that automatically had made her to become a widow by default. You see that? And then the second thing that she put forward was that this servant feared the Lord. He was a consecrated man. He was a man that understood holiness. He was a man that understood, uh, you know, a service to the Lord. And then the third thing that she put before the, the prophet was a situation that followed after. And that situation was that uh, a creditor had come to take her children as slaves. That's verse one still. So verse one has those three situations. It has three circumstances that caused this woman to come to Elisha the prophet. And so this is a hot issue that she had brought before the, the prophet. And when she came to take her children, they were not going to go for a picnic. The children were not going out for, to go to the zoo and enjoy their life. No, 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 no. The situation was that they were going to become slaves. According to the ancient, you know, in the, in the ancient Near Eastern tradition, the, the situation was that if you had failed to pay a debt, you know, then you would have somebody would have to come and take away, uh, you know, uh, the 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 whatever you have in order to compensate for 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 that particular debt. And so here is a situation that kept this woman at a level of hopelessness. And there are situations in the life of believers that take them to this particular level level of hopelessness and all they can do is to cry out to cry out the bible says that she went to elisha and cried out that's prayer she put the situation before elisha in verse 2 elisha now responded and said to her what shall i do for you tell me what do you have in the house it's very, very important, like I began to, uh, to say, that uh, the situation that there was here, that she presented to him, required supernatural intervention. Because there's no way Elisha can now say, okay, now um, I can, I can uh, you know, maybe I can um, uh, prevent the creditor from taking away your children. Or maybe I can intervene. This it's all about God. And Elisha said, "What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house?" And she answered, "Your servant has nothing 
in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not just a few. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your children and start pouring into all these vessels. When each is full, set it aside. The first thing that God does when he wants to intervene is to give an instruction. All the miracles, all the supernatural, um, uh, you know, acts of God that he gave in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Bible are followed by an instruction. It is that instruction that breaks in you into the realm of the supernatural, the realm of the unusual. Whenever God wants to do something miraculous, he gives an instruction. In the book of Joshua, you can see that an instruction to surround the wall of Jericho was given to Joshua and the people. And they did that. And the Lord had assured him that, you know, um, I, I will do, consecrate yourself for, I will do, uh, you know, I, I, I will do something, uh, you know. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. All right. So whenever God wants to do something, miraculous, supernatural, supernatural simply means something which is beyond the natural, something which is extraordinary. So he gives instructions. And it is up to you to obey the instructions or to say, no, I can't. So when the woman is told to borrow vessels from all her neighborhood, empty vessels, and not just a few, the second instruction followed. And then said, go in and shut the door behind you and your children and start pouring into all these vessels. When each is full, set it aside. Verse 5. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her children. They kept, they kept bringing vessels to her, and she kept pouring. It was a continuous, you know, uh, journey of obeying the word of the prophet. The word of the Lord. The prophet is the mouthpiece of God. And of course, I'm using this very carefully, considering the text that, I mean, the context we are in now. Because Elisha, as a man of God, instructed her and, 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 and began to show her uh, the, the, that, that, that the, you know, upon obeying this instruction, then there would be a solution. And in total trust to God, she went. Remember the background is that the servant of the Lord feared the Lord. He was a consecrated man. And so as they kept bringing, as the children kept bringing the vessels to her, as they kept bringing the empty vessels to her, she also kept pouring. It was a continuous kind of obedience that was not questioning whether this thing was going to work or not. Remember, whenever God gives an instruction, I mean, when, whenever God wants to do the miraculous, he gives an instruction. And then obedience follows. So she, as she kept pouring, you know, and they kept bringing, it was a sign of total obedience. 
continuous and prompt obedience is what shifts, you know, uh, your, your hopeless situation. It is what turns around, is what brings the supernatural shift, obedience and constant outpouring of your heart to God and following, uh, you know, the instructions that God has put in place. Verse 6. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. But he said to her, there are no more. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your children can then live on the rest. Where we have reached is a question that has come out of obedience. Obedience breaks you into the, the realm of supernatural, the supernatural realm. And when you begin to understand that obedience does that, you will now keep in the path of obedience, not because somebody has told you, but you, you have experienced it. And it's very, very important for us to know this. Because there are keys to unlock your supernatural. And so obedience is one of them. Many people can get familiar with God or with spiritual things. And it's always very dangerous because when you are familiar with uh, you know, spiritual things or what God has said, you are familiar with the instruction that God is giving you, you are familiar with everything. And usually it happens to people who have had a walk with God for a long time. This woman was maybe a wife of a minister, if I can say it that way. She was, you know, because her husband feared the Lord. He was one of the prophets, you know. And one of the temptations that are there, why we do not shift into the supernatural acts of God, is because of this issue of getting familiar with God or with his spiritual things. It's very dangerous. When you are familiar with him, you take certain things for granted. You begin to say, will this thing work? And that what does that? You begin to live in a dry, patched land. You begin to dwell in a place where it's so dry. Your heart is dry. You have nothing to give. You no longer trust. You remain shaken. So. There is something called getting familiar with God or with the spiritual things that destroys consecrated people. At the same time, it hinders them. It cuts off the supernatural supply that God would have brought into your life. It, it limits your, your level of shifting to the next level. It brings you to a place of stagnation. You can see throughout the Bible all the people that began to take things for God for granted actually went that way, right? Judas was with Jesus, and he was working with him. And when Satan entered into Judas, all the sermons that Jesus preached, Judas did not believe, did not really, you know, help him. You see that? It's very, very important that we avoid this 
So it's for, for us to shift to the next level. Another thing that we need to know in this story is that God is so willing to, to, to lift us up to a new level, especially when we walk in the fear of the Lord, especially when we set ourselves apart, especially when we separate ourselves to trust him. God is so willing to shift us. And the issue of us coming into uh, the place of uh, restoration after hopelessness is intercession, is very key. We need to come to God. The Bible says that this woman came and cried to God, to, to Elisha. You know, she came, she left that place of lamentation and came and cried to Elisha. She would have said, I'm a widow. She would have said, you know, I am the one who, uh, the people should be the one to visit me. She would have said so many things. But the, she took the initiative to cry to Elisha. She did not go for, uh, you know, ways of, which are dubious ways. She did not go for something which is unrighteous. If it were some people, they would have backslid. How can it, you know, as my Lord, you know, uh, my husband has been serving the Lord. Is this God really caring? How can it be? So I'm just going to backslide, you know? So I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Bible says that she now went to Elisha and cried to him. It's very important, brethren, to understand that God wants to move us to the next level because he cares. And whenever God hears the cry of a desperate person, he turns the situation around. I can show it to you in Psalm 107. That Psalm has a list of things that demonstrates what God does whenever you cry out to him. Psalm 107. If you have your Bible, just turn with me uh, to that particular Psalm. From verse 1, he says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands. But verse 4, some wandered in the desert west, finding no way to an inhabited town, hungry and thirsty. They are so fainted within them. Verse 6, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. You see that? Whenever we cry to God, you can see the situation that is described here is the same like that of this woman. You can see here that they are so fainted within them. This is a reflection of the children of Israel as they journeyed from Egypt. The Bible says they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress and he led them by a straight way. In other words, he gave them direction. And what follows is let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. So from verse 9 all the way, uh, you know, it is a reflection of what God does. People who are in darkness, people who are in misery, people who are 
in all kinds of troubles, whenever they cry, he is able to save them from their distress. He's able to lift them up from that place. He's able to turn and cause a, a supernatural, you know, a, a turn around. He's able to make them to arise and shine. He's able to lift them from the hopeless situation they are in. There is a shift for every season that is hopeless. There is a release for every person because whenever God moves you, he walks with you. And that that transition is very, very key because it then shows you a dimension of God you have never seen before, all right? So it's important. And this is what we need to understand about supernatural shift. It's not a shift that is initiated by man. It's a shift that is initiated by prayer. Prayer. Prayer is very key. All the supernatural acts in the Bible, God is involved. When people cry out to him, you will see obedience, you will see prayer, you will see or, you know, instruction from God, then obedience, you know, followed. Actually, success is prayer, then instruction, then obedience follows. And it's obedience that brings you, that brings, it's something that shifts the whole thing. When you obey, you begin to see the faithfulness of God. You begin to see God's loving kindness. You begin to see the impossible made God becoming word. Because God gives a word. And the Holy Spirit writes on that word. And when you are now acting according to that word which God gave you, you begin to see the turnaround coming. You see that? That word is loaded with grace and power. That word is loaded with, um, with, and, with, with, uh, with a lot of things that are going to help you to change the situation around. It is not a, a, a simple word. It is not a word which is temporary. It's a word that is supernatural. It's a word that turns the situation around. And it's very important that we, we understand this. How do we come out of situations that are desperate? It's through all these aspects I've talked about. The word of God, the Holy Spirit rides on that word, and then it becomes manifest. It, the multiplication begins to happen. You know, all kinds of things begin to happen. It's very important that we understand this. So the supernatural shift happens in a hopeless situation. God has to have, you know, that, that to put you in that place. It has to be in a place which you cannot say that I'm the one who caused it. The situation presents itself as if it is impossible. That's when God acts. Otherwise, we can say to ourselves, because I have made, I, I'm the one who has achieved this. That's why this, this something happened. No, God is the one who is in charge to turn around, to break the pattern of slavery, to break the pattern of, uh, of, of bondage, to break the pattern of suffering and shame. All right? God is the one who is in charge to do that. There are many people who are still in that place and they cannot cry out. They cannot rise up because they do not understand how God works, how God really works 
is that he, he wants a response, crying out to come. And then he, he gives instructions. And then later on, you, 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 you obey. When you obey the instructions, you will understand. And then you will see the word being released. When the prophetic word is released, then the Holy Spirit rides upon that word, picks it up, and then you begin to see manifestation. Manifestation is the, the, is the next thing that is followed after the invisible word has been proclaimed. Are we together? Because the invisible controls the visible. The invisible world. The invisible words. And the Bible says in Hebrews that actually how God created the world is through that word. Of course, you know Hebrews chapter... Let me just um, uh, uh, ask you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared or created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. You see that? What is seen? So the visible, the things we are seeing, we are made from things that are not visible. So you see the, pro, the, 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 the word there is the invisible. When God spoke it, right, the Holy Spirit wrote that word upon that word and then brought to manifestation what we can now see, what we can now... And that's how he sustains the world in the same way, by the way. That's how healing is conducted. That's how deliverance is conducted. It's the invisible word that turns around the situation. For any supernatural shift to happen, there must be a word that has been released from the Lord. And that word is not just a human word. That word is not an ordinary word. That word is beyond, you know, is beyond the things that, that you have known before. That word sometimes can look despised, you know. That word is not the word that man can give. That word is loaded with power, is loaded with the, 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 the power, the outworking of God, all right? That word is beyond that which you can just look around. It is a word that supersedes your doubts. It is a word that supersedes your efforts. It is a word that supersedes your thinking capacity, brethren. Your thinking capacity has to be laid aside for you to follow that, 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 that thing, I mean that word, in order to experience a supernatural shift. And this is why it's important for those of us who minister, because Paul writing to the Thessalonians, in First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, he said, the message of the gospel came to you not in the word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we proved to be among you. You see that? And, um, and, and, and listen, listen to this. Because you see, it's important that we understand that uh, when, when Paul was ministering to these people, he, he spoke the word. And then there was the power of the Holy Spirit was also 
uh, you know, uh, upon, upon that word. And then what followed is conviction, with full conviction. This woman, the widow, was convinced that actually, if I do this, if I follow this, the, the destruction of, of this word, it will now not leave me in the same way I came. So it's important to understand this. And many, many people need to know that um, the, despite the fact that the enemy has sent out so many false prophets out there, there is still a place for the prophetic ministry. I need to mention that. Thank God for the theme for next year that the province, you know, has guided us from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16, which says that united for service and growth. And when you read chapter 4, especially verse um, uh, uh, 13 there, for, or the, from verse 11 actually, you will see there the fivefold ministry. The fivefold ministry looking at the prophetic ministry, the prophets, the evangelists, and the, 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 the pastors, and, uh, and, and, and all of that. You know, it's the prophetic ministry that many, many, the, the devil has abused because we still have prophets, you know. Of course, the same Paul, uh, later on, in, in, chapter, in chapter 2, is still describing how he spoke the word. In chapter 2, verse, verse 5, he said, As you know, as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others. Though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ, he's talking about that word that came. He was preaching it. He was he was bringing it to them, and 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 they received it not as a human word, but as the word of God, as it is. That's what that woman did. She received that word, you know, not as a human word. It was she received it not not as like it's just coming from you know um, um, Elisha. She received it as coming from God, which it truly was. So this is very important for a supernatural act to happen. It's very, very critical that we receive the word. This same word that we read, you know, we receive it as it is, as if, I mean, as it is the word of God. That's what works. When we begin to understand it as is the word from somebody else, it, it is, there is no supernatural shift that can happen with any word that man releases. It's not there. Now, listen to me. If you are a minister and you flow in the gift of the, the, the prophetic ministry, it, it, it doesn't matter uh, you know, um, whether you are tired or what. As long as you have heard from the Lord, if God is speaking to you about a situation and you speak it you know, and you pray, that situation will change because God honors his word. He does not honor your, your ordinary word. He honors your, the, the word that he has actually, you know, um, um, uh, brought. Is the written word. So this is the, the, the truth about the prophetic ministry, that it is there. It's very, very important that we understand this. The woman received that word. When she received it, she began to uh, share that word. I mean, she began to walk 
according to that word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please uh, switch off uh, somebody. So it's very critical. As I come to a close, I want us, of course, to pray through all this. And um, I want us to be praying, especially in this season, that in the name of Jesus Christ, many people may, 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 not, may, may, may receive the, the word. Many people will receive the word as the word of God, as it is, you know, as it is. Despite all that is happening, God has granted us the, 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 the grace to have his word, to use it in desperate situations. When people are having, you know, um, a desperate situation, God has granted us the grace. God has granted us the word so that we can flow uh, in it, so that we can help others, so that we can provide situations, right? The woman believed. When she believed the word, she went ahead and indeed lived according to it. Is there a word the Lord has spoken to you? It is called, it calls for number one, prayer, to get the word. How you get it is through prayer. How you get the revelation, what is it that God is saying, is through prayer. Cry out, she cried out. And from that place of prayer, you need to be able to decode some of those things that are coming. You know, you need to be able to understand what God is saying. You need to keep that moment of waiting to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And then when you decode it, you now need to act according to that word. But before you act, you need to obey it. You need to receive it. And it's upon obedience that now you will see manifestation. Praise the Lord. We need to pray through all this. And as I conclude, I want to pray that the Lord will bring each one of you from the place of hopelessness and, and shift you. Let there be a shift, supernatural shift from the place of hopelessness into the place of hope. And that the Lord God Almighty will grant you favor, will grant you faith, will grant you um, uh, ability to remain in him and wait upon him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have not left us uh, alone despite the situation that we face daily. Lord, we can still come to you and, and bring them before your presence. Lord, I ask that you will grant us faith and favor so that we, we, once we hear what you are saying, we will know. Give us a spirit of discernment as well. Remove us from the, from the place where the enemy has, 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 has taken many for a ride in the name of Jesus. That, Father, your presence will make us to be established in the, in the way of the Lord. That, Lord God Almighty, we will not shift, we will not turn our gears towards the world. We will not look for, for solutions in the world. This woman would have gone outside to go and look for solutions. Father, may we stay in the court of the Lord. Holy Spirit, we worship you and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for this great word. Thank you for the preacher. I want to bless you 
Father Hillary. Let us all join and bless Father Hillary. Father, we want to thank you for your servant, O oh Lord. Thank you for the word that he has preached. May it fall on fertile ground, O oh my King of glory. May it build us. May it make our paths straight, O oh Lord. May we never wander away, but always revoke the word of God to help us in hopeless situations, in situations that look beyond what human power can manage. We thank you for his family. Thank you for his wife and his children. Thank you for the ministry that he's serving in. Lord, help him that you will use him for more greater work in the, the work of the gospel. Father, one thank you for all saints. One thank you for every preacher there. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Build him, O oh Lord. Build his faith, O oh my King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Amen. I want to take this time and pray for uh, over some of the points that I've, I have taken out from the preaching. We want, I want to thank God for, for being a God of plenty, God who provides, God who does extraordinary things, even when we have lost hope. Father, we thank you and bless your holy name. And Father, you, there is always a way when we call upon your name. Help us to trust in you. Help us to call upon you. Help us to rely on you, Holy Spirit, instruct us, especially in time of dire need, when we don't have anything to do as human beings. Help us to turn to God. Help us to call upon his name. Father, we know in all situations you will manifest. When we call upon you with sincere hearts, Father, help our unbelief. Father, help us to believe that in any way we pray to you, Lord, you'll answer us. In Jesus' mighty name, and pray and believe. Friends, let's pray. Father Hillary talked about prayer. They need to pray for prayer. I want us to pray that in all situations, whether good or bad, whether desperate, let us learn to pray, to pray to our God, to pray sincerely and deeply, to have focused prayers when we call upon him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, for he taught us how to pray. Father, we thank you for the ministry. We thank you for the salvation. We thank you for our anchor, for he stayed in me, uh, living waters flow. In me, I have the keys to my father's house. Father, help us to pray. Help us to pray focused on my King of glory. Help us to take everything in prayer. Help us that in need, in happiness and everything. Lord, we shall always pray giving you thanks, bringing to you our petitions, bringing to you our prayers for forgiveness of sin. Father, that, that you'll have open ground for us, oh my King of glory. Help us to have hearts that call upon you daily. We thank you for this prayer intent of meeting that we are able to rise up with you every morning and we end up with you during lunchtime and we end up with you in the evening. Help us to keep in your presence, so shall I. Help us, oh Lord, that we shall know that it, our communication with you is through prayer. We thank you and bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Let us also pray for the, the, the servant of God talked that Lord uses the natural anchor, I mean God, in hopeless situations. Let us learn to call upon the Lord. Just like this woman, when she became desperate, she went to the prophet and said, 
Now my children are going. It was a hopeless situation. She knew there's nothing much she do she can do, but go and tell the man of the Lord, I, the, the, the Elisha, who is really consecrated, who knows the Lord and who knows who help in prayer. And she said, now my children are in hopeless need and me, what do we do? Help me. So when she called on Elisha, Elisha asked her, what do you have? Let us pray, friends, that we shall always be able to call upon the Lord in every situation, especially in hopeless situations. Father, we want to thank you and bless your holy man name. Father, help us that even when in hopeless situations, in situations that have gone so bad, Father, help us to call upon you. Help us to lift up our voices to you. Help us to cry, cry to you, Lord. Open our mouths, help our trust. Help us in times that we don't even believe. Help us not to run to other places, but to run to you. Father, this was a situation of children. Father, the children were going as slaves. But Lord, she cried to you. She said, Lord, save my children. Help even us as parents. Even us children go to bad groups and bad things, Lord. Let us not shun them. Help us to run to the Lord. Help us to call upon you, Lord, to bring back, to save our children from every darkness, oh Lord, from the nyege nyege kind of celebration, from all other difficult situations in schools. Help us to commit everything in our families. A family is made of a father, a children, and the mothers, and all our relatives, Lord. Father, we bless your whole name, for in prayer we bring everything about us. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, dear servant talked about instruction. Instruction is very important in everything that we do in life, whether in exams, whether in business, whether in offices, there's instruction. That's why the Lord in his word, in his book, made sure that instructions are clear. And the servant of the Lord has given us many examples of instructions that we are given, that one of going around the wall of Jericho, that, that, uh, very many instructions. And even the, the, the exodus of the Israelites from, from Egypt to the promised land, there were instructions being given. Let us pray that the Lord helps us to obey these instructions, Lord. Father, we give you glory and honor. We lift up our hearts to you, dear Lord. Father, help us, oh Lord, that we may take serious every instruction that you give us, even from your servants, oh Lord. When the man of God says pray and fast seven times, let's go and pray on this hill. Help us, oh Lord, to take heed. Help us, oh Lord, to lift up. Help us, oh Lord, to open our hearts. For you've given us vessels, Lord. Help us, oh Lord. You do this woman was given, told to go and bring vessels and close the door behind her and her children and pray. Father, thank you that she heeded. Thank you that she listened. Thank you, Lord, that you helped her to take instruction, help us to take instruction seriously. Even Lord, the God, God can instruct us in dreams, in signs and wonders, and we still don't hear. Help us to have a listening spirit. Help us that Lord, that when you speak, we are able to pick that it's your voice or master. Master, speak and let your servants hear and give us that heart of being soft to your instruction, of taking your instructions. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Amen. The servant of the Lord talked about obedience. Father, we thank you for the obedience. Thank you for teaching us to be obedient. 
But let us be like the sheep, my crown of glory. Help us, Lord, that we are all obedient to your word. When we read your word, we follow it. When we are read your word, it instructs us. It is like in Psalms 119.5, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, Lord. Help us to read, to be obedient to you, especially things of prayer, things of fasting, Lord. Help us that we take every instruction and follow it diligently in your obedience. Because the word of God is the final instruction. You can't panel beat it. You have to obey, obey, obey. Lord, we thank you for the obedience that you'll put in our hands daily. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Father, we also want to thank you that God grant, always grant us not to question things, not to question how will this happen, how will the Lord answer this, how will this problem be so big. Father, help us, oh Lord, that we shall always obey. We shall not question things. We shall always take instruction the way they are. Father, in your name, we come to you at this time. Help us to have the hearts that are soft, the hearts that are constant, the hearts that obey. Lord, answer us when we call upon you. Father, consecrate our lives, our hearts, and our minds. That, Lord, cut off us from those things that derail us, those things that make us question. That demon that speaks to us in prayer altars, which says that even when you pray, the Lord doesn't answer. Father, have mercy on us that we shall die to self to prayer. We shall call upon your name from every other situation that we face daily. We shall give you thanks and glory as we take everything to the Lord in prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. The servant of the Lord talked about fear, fear, and fear of self. At times we cry for help, but we have self-pity. We think that, oh, because me, I'm lame. Because me, I'm in this situation. I know the Lord may delay to help me and may not help me. Let us remove this prayer against this fear of the unknown. Fear of sometimes we say that maybe I'm not fit to pray this prayer. Let us pray. Father, we have to thank you for the spirit of prayer that you give your children. Help us, Lord, to stand up to pray. Help us, oh Lord, to remove the spirit of fear. Help us, Lord, to cry to you, to live self-pity, to live self, those things of saying, maybe I cannot pray. Help us, oh Lord, to persevere, to rely on you. Lord, direct our path, oh Lord. Take hold of our hands, oh my King of glory. Prevail, let your right hand prevail, oh Master. Father, help us that you guide us and strengthen us, especially in our prayer life. Make our altars have fire, our mouths have fire. That especially when the Lord, the devil raises up a storm, we are able to, you are able to raise up a standard and support your servant. For you said in your word, O oh Lord, no situation can I give you that is greater than you, that you cannot manage. But you give us those to strengthen us, to help us, oh my King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. I want also us to pray for the word, the word, the word of God. Help us, Lord, that to read this word and meditate on it. Because remember in Psalms 119.5, it says it is the light unto our path and it, is, it lies unto our feet. So as we walk this day, we need this word. We need this word to break through. We need this word to help us into the sun. We need this word to strengthen us. Let us pray. Father, we give you glory and honor. 
We lift up our voices at this time. Help us, oh Lord, to read your word. Your word that has got no, no, nothing that makes it poor. That your word that is strong. That your word that built the earth in one day, in one go. You instructed everything and it fell in place. Holy Spirit, help us manifest in our life, in our hearts, oh Lord. Lord, be near us, oh. Help us to read your word. In all hard situations, help us to run to the Bible. In all difficult questions, help us to call the people in your name. Give us scriptures that will guide us, that will strengthen us. The word of God created the world in, in just in, from a, the invisible. Father, help us to pray this word, to read this word. The power is in the word. Help us meditate the word day and night and help us to teach our children from this young age to tell them Bible stories, to tell them how great the Lord is, so that when they grow up, they know the power of the word. They know the power of the spoken word. They know the power of prayer. Help us, oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Amen. We also thank God, the servant of the Lord, talked about this, the supernatural shift. We want to pray to God that in this season, we shall get a supernatural shift because of the way we call upon him. Father, we thank you and bless your holy man, name. Father, you know every situation that your children are going through, especially the economy, the fees. Most of the children at home, there is no money. Help us to have faith. Give us favor, Lord. Give us the ability to call upon your name. Help us, oh Lord, that we may anchor to you. We may call upon your name, oh Lord. Lord, arise for the sake of your children. Arise, Lord, and provide for the family. Lord, open doors, Lord, by King of God. As we pray this word, may this word shift situations, shift us to the supernatural, my King of God. May this word answer our prayers. May this word heal us, oh, my King of God. Lord, we want to thank you and bless your holy name. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Bless us, oh Lord, as we go out. May your light shine upon us, oh my King of glory. Strengthen our hearts in uh, uh, our thoughts in your word, oh Lord. Go ahead and level every mountain and valley. Arm us with Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. As we go out to face with the world, as we go out to meet, confront different situations in places of work, in places of business, Lord, help us to put in the full armor of God. Build us, oh Lord. Strengthen us, oh Lord. Lord, we thank you for the little oil in our hands. Strengthen us that we may pray. We pray because this oil is much, Lord. Help us to build on it, oh Lord, that there will be an overflow in our lives, an overflow in everything that we do. Father, we give you glory. We bless your holy name. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. I pray and believe. Father, we want to thank Amen. you for each and every person here. As they go out, go out with them and cover us, cover our families, oh Lord. May you answer us from the sanctuary. May you today use that verse of the widow to instruct each one of us, to help each one of us in time of need, in time of difficulty, in time of doubt, that if a widow can close the door and pray with her children, the Lord came to their rescue. The Lord delivered them. Likewise, oh Lord, deliver us, deliver our families, deliver all our church members, oh Lord, especially the group that is here. Lord, be with them. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Amen, amen and amen.